0: Alright, what's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of No Reserves Radio. I'm Angelo, feeling a little bit better than yesterday here with Alex. Alex, go
1: ahead. How's it going guys? It's a happy day. It's a happy Thursday to everyone out there. And it's not so happy for Angelo because, Angelo, I told you this yesterday, but I'm going to need you to do something for me real quick. I'm going to need you to acknowledge me. Please. You got lucky. No, 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 My no. My team
0: broke down like a train.
1: Yet another train. win. Yet another win. And yet another playoff trip to this guy. Just doing the unlikely. Day in, day out. Need the three wins. Got the three wins. Got the results that I needed. And this guy is going to the playoffs, baby. Almost set Super Bowl there. Uh that's probably not gonna happen. Oh. You're about to
0: get <laughs> bounced. One and done.
1: And I just had the highest score of the week in that league. Yeah, now you're done. You used all your mojo right there. No 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 no, maybe this is mid season form. No. This I'm not even at my full power yet, Angelo. This might be the year that things change. Me making it in seven and seven, never losing hope. And here we are.
0: <laughs>
1: Happy playoffs, everyone. It's now it's the grind year, the, the most important time of the, the year for fantasy football, I guess. It's the first week of the playoffs for most of the leagues, and it comes on the back of significant injuries with being it's being reported today oh. that Justin Herbert is going on IR. That's over. Season's done. Teams that were relying on him too bad. That's over. Is it now that you just move on to Eastern Stick? Do you place your playoff hopes on Eastern Stick? Would you, Angelo? No, no, I would not. Of course, no one would. (laughs) You just place your playoff hopes on Jake Browning, baby. His last two starts, now that both weeks are completed, his last two starts, Indianapolis and at Jacksonville, Jake Browning has been a QB what? He's probably
0: been a QB one.
1: He has been a top five QB both weeks. Disgusting. QB four and QB four. Both weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's balling out, baby. And this is what playoff football is all about. Playoff fantasy football is all about. Or maybe you just turn your, your attention to the one and only. Danny Cutler's then Tommy DeVito. Tommy Cutlets coming in. Did you see any of the um, of the game that happened on Monday? Because that's the one that we didn't discuss. No, I did not. Okay, so Tommy DeVito just balled out. Man, is the the new sensation of the NFL. He's Italian. He's American. He probably has connections to the mob. Looking at his at his agent, just random guess. And he's the talk of the town, and he led a comeback drive there in the end with less than two minutes to go. He put a, a really nice pass to Wendell Robinson, and he got the win over our boy Jordan Love. The, the Packers didn't have the, the best of games, and Tommy DeVito managed to, to make a case for himself. Do you think that he has a case for being a longtime player in the NFL? player
0: in the nfl yeah, yeah i'm
1: not gonna say starter yet
0: yeah i could see player i could uh, see teams giving him a chance especially huh. if he performs well at the end. because like let's be real the the start it was beyond atrocious yeah. but at least now he's not playing like
1: catastrophically and he has wheels dude like this week 10 carries 71 yards he does have wheels yeah, he has had over five carries in three of his, what, three of his seven starts? No, six starts, my bad. Three, half of his starts, he has over ten uh, over five carries. He has wheels, he's making, I mean, he did make a few really impressive throws versus the, the Packers. Now, he has only exceeded 200 yards passing once in his six starts, so... I don't think that that's going to hold on for too long. But it's a nice story, man. The NFL is behind them.
0: I still can't believe Justin Jefferson gave me four freaking points this whole year.
1: (laughs) Tough break, my man. Tough break. Unfortunately for you, that game wasn't even close. It was just a good old beating. Like the ones that used to happen a while back. You still haven't won me a game in that league, ever.
0: Yeah, ever,
1: ever. <laughs> we're just gonna push it to next year.
0: Maybe next year.
1: Maybe, or maybe we just do a, a division shuffle.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> uh, and
1: then we both stay in the same division again.
0: No, that's not happening. <laughs> You're not rigging another one.
1: Oh... What do you think my realistic chances are this week?
0: I think you have a good chance. Why? Okay. So, do you have, since... By the way, so I I put this in the chat. I don't know if you read it, but in every Dynasty League I am in, I have missed the playoffs, and in every Redraft League I am in, I have made the playoffs. So, since I don't have much experience with Dynasty uh, uh, lineup positioning uh what tips do you have i don't know if you're the best person to to talk about this either but what tips do you have for people setting their lineups going into playoffs
1: i mean it's uh like in the redraft in any format any format so if you're eliminated from the playoffs or if it's just like if if you are in the the playoffs playoffs and you
0: are deciding to, to make a lineup what do you look for
1: uh, you look for what I do and you do the opposite.
0: You look for what I do and you do the opposite.
1: That's the best advice I can give anyone to be honest. Because when playoffs come around I just make the worst picks imaginable. And I, I, gu- I guess it's just don't overthink it. It's like, for example in my case I have Jamar Chase and I have Stefan Diggs. Both guys laid a pretty big dud versus you this week. Now, I can get fancy and I can say, okay, Stefan Diggs goes against Dallas. Dallas has had a pretty solid defense. Maybe I just sit Stefan Diggs. He hasn't been having the, the best of times, I guess, like of his last.
0: It was the worst of times.
1: I mean, his last four games. He has had over double-digit points in one of them.
0: That is pretty rough.
1: So I can get fancy and do that, and that's probably something I must have done sometime you know, back in the back in the old days when I set my lineups. And it's just not worth it. Just don't overthink this. Just set your lineup straight as you would any other week. Don't overthink it. Play the matchups. Play your studs. Don't get fancy with this. This is just another week. And yeah, that's that's just what I'm going to do this year. At least try to do. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that I eventually am going to sit my QB six on the year Sam Howell for one of these random scrubs that I picked up on waivers and have been doing me well. So wouldn't shock me if by or you can by Sunday. Dak Prescott. Um, no, probably no, 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 no. because I have Jake Browning. Oh my God. (laughs) And Joe Flacco and Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito. So one of them starts. I want to say Sam Howell starts, but I know myself and I know that Joe Flacco might have like an inkling of a chance to start. For my team. Same as Jake Browning, who's been doing me well recently. But yeah. My advice is do the opposite of this. Just start Sam Howell. If you have Sam Howell and you have all of these guys. All of these guys are scrubs. Just start Sam Howell who has been pretty pretty good. This whole season.
0: Start your studs.
1: Start your studs. Bench your your flyers. Your guys that you picked up on waivers. And haven't really been doing too great. And yeah, I'll do the opposite of that. Just so you can succeed. so you can This guy.
0: Do you think there's any glaring, like, playoff winners on that you could get either in trade if your league doesn't have a trade deadline or you can pick up on wai- waivers? Is there anyone that you've been considering?
1: Uh... There's a few guys, I mean, we talked about it last show, and one of the guys is definitely um, Kamara. I still think he has a pretty solid playoff matchups. And the the other guy is still Derrick Henry. I mean, he faces Houston two times in the next three weeks. He has always been doing well versus Houston just last year, Uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he had 35.8 points versus Houston, then he had a twenty-pointer, the the second game, and the year prior he had yeah he missed the year prior due to due to injury, but twenty twenty he had yeah thirty four points back in December as well, and then forty points. I mean, he usually just plays really good versus the the Houston Texans. It's, it's sort of like when um, T Y Hilton used to do very well versus the Texans as well. It's just. Mm-hmm. One of those matchups that the players just strive for, strive in, I guess. So I definitely think is a league winner that's gonna do pretty well in the playoffs, and then a guy that I sort of wish that it just does well. It's Stefan Diggs because it seems like the type of guy who would turn turn things up uh, later in the season, but I'm sort of I'm sort of worried about Stefan Diggs.
0: You think that he might be the start, or at least starting the decline.
1: Not sure if it's that or if it's just something's wrong with the connection with Josh Allen, because he has been
0: It hasn't been wrong the rest like any other time.
1: Yeah, but it's like I've seen passes that I know Stefan Diggs makes those plays, and he just drops them, and it's very uncharacteristic from Stefan Diggs, and you know that he's a guy who. Where is his art on his sleeve? Whatever, he's a very emotional guy. I'm not sure what's happening there. It seems like now that they had a Dalton Kincaid and they are trying to to pass the ball around more, they're trying to focus more on the run game. James Cook has has been emerging from that backfield. I'm not sure if he hasn't been sort of brushed aside in terms of you're not getting the whole cake every time. You're getting your slice. And you're gonna live with it. And for for fan for football purposes, that's probably not too bad. For fantasy football, I am not so sure. And I don't feel too confident that he is gonna turn this around this year.
0: So at what point do we start um, I'm gonna change the subject a little bit. At what point do we start lowering the value of Justin Jefferson just based on this season? Never or do you? Never, never, never. Okay, I'm just curious. I
1: mean, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I like the value on wide receivers as much, uh, uh, so much, versus the value being tied up on running backs. It's just that these injuries happen. And those guys don't really lose any value. I mean, Justin Jefferson missed almost the full season, and he is the fourth highest ranked asset on Keep Trade Cut in terms Could of super be? flex. Yeah, for sure. Okay,
0: I'm, these, just, I'm, I'm just asking questions here. I'm just, you
1: know, these are not the type of injuries that linger long term, and they are not even related. I mean, this is a, a chest injury, and I'm not even sure if it's gonna linger. Because what I heard uh, today was that uh, he was just questionable, if I'm not mistaken. So So he has a chance to play this week. And yeah, even though he missed the full season, he is still the number one non-QB asset on keep trade cut in Superflex. And in regular, he is the number one asset tied with Chase. Are you worried though? Because you are a Justin Jefferson owner in our league.
0: Oh, I'm a Justin Jefferson, Jefferson owner in multiple leagues. No, I'm not worried. Okay. Funny enough, having Justin Jefferson got me, well, might have got me Marvin Harrison Jr. in another league.
1: Oh, yeah, because of the, that's the league that you traded for him and it just yeah, went I downhill. moved Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I
0: moved Tyreek Hill, yeah.
1: So. But yeah, I am not concerned whatsoever. And if you find someone with, just go trade for Justin Jefferson, like I was trying to do here. But Andrew uh-huh. isn't concerned, <laughs> so it is, it is what it is.
0: I'm just asking questions here.
1: Um. But yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so.
0: Was Jamar Chase game against, like, it doesn't seem like him, he has the same connection with Browning as he does with Burrow. No duh, but is that, would that be a concern to you as far as the playoffs go, not necessarily as far as his value, because Joe Burrow will be back next season?
1: I mean, it's definitely a an concern. I would be much happier if he was catching balls from from Joe Burrow. But I mean, in the end of the day, he, like he had a pretty bad game this week. Uh, only four targets, three catches, twenty nine yards. But they were up for most of that game, so they could lean on the run game more. They they introduced more to more workload to Chase Brown,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so they weren't really using the wide receivers that much. He almost had a touchdown there as well. So if he caught that touchdown, it's it's a non conversation he would have had. I don't know, around twelve, thirteen, fourteen points, which is not what you expect from your wide, re- your, wide re- your wide receiver one, uh, but it's something that you can live with. Yeah. So I think you just you just sort of have to play him. I mean, the week prior he had thirty two points, so right, right, yeah. you really can't bench him and just miss those. Now, one question because. You were a previous Bijan Robinson owner, I and was. you you traded them off during the off season, and we, we we talked about him quite a bit, him being involved in Atlanta. And I'm not mistaken,
0: the haul I got back was three firsts, three seconds, three thirds, three fourths, and George Pickens.
1: Didn't you get another player as well, like Michael Mayer or something like that? I think yes,
0: so. Michael Mayer. Yeah, funny yeah. enough, I actually moved both the players. To acquire Kamara and um, Andrews. Andrews, yeah, yeah. So honestly, I, I'm very happy with the deal because it like started a, like a compounding effect where this one deal has now turned into multiple deals, and I have, if I'm not mistaken, um. You also ended trading two yeah, of the three first, though. No. But go on, sorry. And
1: you, you traded the the package that you got, Camara and Andrews, for yep. DK and bits to me.
0: So. And I like that long term okay. as well.
1: But what I was saying was, is at a you? point, no, I would, I would. Uh, but what I'm what I'm getting to is that at a point, we did mention that you probably got a haul at that time, and that it's it's. The value probably right. wouldn't get there anytime soon because of his huge usage and because of how Atlanta looked. But now Bijan has played 77% of the Atlanta Falcons' offensive snaps this past mm-hmm. week, and he has finished yep. as a top 1, uh, top 12 running back in weekly PPR scoring in 3 of the last 4 games. As the tide shifted and it's now Bijan Robinson could match you that same value right now. Or even more.
0: I don't know if he could get me more, but yeah.
1: Yes. But oh, do you?
0: Do I think the tide has shifted, and I could? You could get
1: more um, than what you got at the time, or at least the same amount.
0: Probably not.
1: Okay. Just... Go to
0: keep trade cut and see where he's at as far as value goes, because I'm pretty sure he was the undisputed like running back one.
1: Now oh, for a time he was running back two. oh no 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 he wasn't I'm messing that up Now he is he is still the undisputed running back one Uh it has increased the gap somewhat and he is now in tier 1 with Jefferson Chase CD uh the gap
0: So maybe he has
1: The gap oh no my bad he's still on tier 2 by himself so the gap between him and CD is around 600 points And I mean yeah it's that's pretty much where his value has always been. So at least in standard in Superflex, it has changed somewhat. Uh, it has been, yeah, it has more spikes, but it's now is in what? Uh, Bijan Robinson is now on tier four. He's the top of the tier four and he is the fourth position player outside of QBs, of course. So he's roughly the same in both, in both formats. But I, I sort of think you can get more now, for him. Think so? I don't know. Mm. I
0: yeah. think that's kind of, I think that's kind of opium. But we'll see. I think it more or less depends on what happens with the Atlanta Falcons. I think if, like, there's a major shift or they get a quarterback, I think his value is going to increase. So I, th- I think there's still some place to go up.
1: Um, I, I'm not sure, you know, I always sort of try to tread carefully with running backs and it's mm-hmm. like a, a mouse, a cat and mouse game. And it's like, you sort of need to hit the right, uh, right time to, to sell him. Cause as I said, an injury just derails all of that And yes. breeze. Breeze has never been that high again. I mean, he's right, right now he's running back four. He's 13 overall. And I like, it's, it's hard for me to make an argument that you should buy Bryce Brees all at this value.
0: I so. mean, I I like Brees all better than Bijan, but that's just me.
1: Really? Yeah. Even though he's going to be 23 next season, yes, yeah, and he has all of those touches from college from college.
0: Yes. Hmm.
1: You know something interesting. The this past week, you know, who was the starting running back for the Jets? It wasn't Breeze Hall, it wasn't Dalvin Cook either. So, who was it? No, it was Dalvin Cook. He was like, Oh, the, was? Guy, the guy on the team cheat who was listed as the starter. Like, he probably didn't play the more snaps than Breeze, and I don't think he did, but he was listed as the starter.
0: That's how- this is how you can tell Aaron Rodgers is
1: close to coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Red O'Call got a touchdown. The band is getting back together.
0: Yeah. This this that's that's what that is to me.
1: Yeah. Did um no, I don't think he got activated. I was wondering if Lazard got activated because he was inactive for a few weeks. But no, he is still inactive. They have effectively said, Move along, kid, you're not needed here. You've been doing nothing. But I'm guessing that eventually we'll be back. I wonder why. I'm still not one hundred percent sure he's gonna be back, Aaron Rodgers. But I have yeah. I have heard that he is targeting the Christmas Eve Sunday. So he's targeting a return on Christmas Eve. Or at least he's going to be medically cleared by then. I still can't buy it. Yeah, you, I can buy it. Yeah. Do you think he plays? And yeah. if he plays, assuming he comes back on Christmas Eve, that's his first game of the season. And on Christmas Eve, the New York Jets will be facing... So Christmas Eve, it's Washington. So on Week 16, would you, as a playoff team, start Aaron Rodgers versus the putrid Washington Commanders defense?
0: Oh, absolutely! It's the only defense oh, that you... I—it's the only defense that I have any confidence can't hurt him.
1: You would—you <laughs> yeah. would start a guy who tore Achilles. Yes. Like less than what four months ago, yes, or even three months ago, is first game back. Yes,
0: absolutely. Oh my
1: god, absolutely. I I don't think I have the balls to do that. I do, and I might, and I might have like, I might have the chance to because my QBs have a pretty rough matchup in that week if I make it through. So it's gonna be either Flacco or Aaron Rodgers, and I'm scared. I am very scared.
0: I would, but that's just me.
1: I'm not. Last year, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, last year I played Zach Wilson in my first playoff game. So let's see if this repeats itself.
0: Oh man. I
1: just I don't know. So you were mentioning you were mentioning that in your leagues, your fantasy football leagues. You made the playoffs in none of your dynasty leagues. And you made the playoffs in every single one of your redraft leagues. Yes, I did. Do you think that's just a mindset thing? That you are usually more open to rebuilding in dynasty than you are at... Of course, you can't rebuild in in redraft. But when you put your chips on the table and you draft well and you got a good team you can manage it through but you usually prefer a rebuild.
0: Well yeah. Here's the thing in Dynasty the goal, the goal is to make a team I can't make in in redraft. That's the goal. Like
1: no matter is... how many years you play. Yes. So it takes you.
0: I I will say some of it's just bad luck like the one dynasty team that didn't make the playoffs that actually ended up getting what's probably going to be the Marvin Harrison Jr. pick has Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, T Higgins, Joe Burrow, uh, Kenneth Walker, Mark Andrews. Like you can't make that team in a redraft if you tried. Yeah. So
1: everyone is hurt there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was just bad luck. So, it's not that I don't have playoff caliber teams in dynasty, it's just that this year has been rough.
1: Yeah, because what I know from you and some of our of our dynasty leagues, I think we play in three dynasty leagues, in which we're both in. And the uh, dynasty nas You've been rebuilding for quite a while, even though you had a pretty okay team. I understand why you did it. Um, Then you had the Manning League, which I don't think you have ever been competitive on from the years that you've been there. (laughs) And then there's the the Star Wars League. And that's when you tried to be competitive. Mm -hmm. And you you built a pretty good team last year. And you pulled an Alex. So you lost Mm -hmm. in the first round. While yep. being the first seed. Yep. <laughs> and now you're somehow in the gutter with me. Yep. We're both in the gutter, in that league And I don't have any of my picks. <laughs> you don't have any of your picks because you traded all of them. Yep. So the good news
0: is I have CD Lamb.
1: <laughs> well like... that is definitely good news. It's better to have CD than none. Yeah. But that leads me to, in your opinion, now that the regular season is over and uh, basically the seeds are being set for the, the playoffs and now people are entering the, the toilet wall as well, the team, the teams that didn't make the playoffs. How risky do you think it usually is to deal future picks? What do you mean? So, for example, in my case, I've been dealing future future picks for quite a while Yes, And what I usually get, especially when I trade with you, is just the assumption that the pick will be bad. Mm -hmm. Like, immediately assumption that it's going to be, like, 14 to 16 in our case. Yes. But, like, this is fantasy Is there someone who doesn't assume that? I mean, I usually tend not to because I know that my team, even if they make the playoffs, they will choke round one. So, uh, like, worst case scenario... Uh, no, best case scenario, it's always going to be like a top 12 pick in my, in my idea. But scenarios like the one that happened this year happens as well. Like this is fantasy football, players get hurt. You can make trades sometimes. And I almost missed the playoffs. And that would mean my pick would be a top eight pick when I dealt it it as around a top 16, uh, bottom, what, four pick? In the league, how risky it is usually to deal those picks, and how are you comfortable? Yeah, how are you comfortable with dealing those picks? Like, how far ahead in the future are you comfortable with dealing those picks?
0: Acquiring or dealing?
1: Dealing. So, is there like a after this year, I won't trade a pick. So it's like I can deal twenty twenty four. I want to deal twenty twenty five. Is there any sort of rules that you impose yourself when you're trading picks in the future?
0: No, no. If I'm no. trying, if I'm trying to get a chip, there there is no rules to me.
1: Okay, so it's just go overboard. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I usually agree with you outside mm-hmm. of the thirty two team league. That league of the 32-team league, league. Because that one has so many intricacies. Int- How do you say the word in English now? Intricate. Intr- no, like C's. The one that ends in C's. Intri- int- intricacies? Intricacies. Exactly. My bad. <laughs> um, that is, I just think it's way too risky to deal picks other than like the immediate future especially high picks, so in that league I won't trade anything past the 2024 round, for example. Now next year I can trade 2025, so it's like something that I do year by year. But outside of that, I agree with you. Even in that type of league, which is a pretty big deal, a pretty big league, uh, with plenty of spots would you still be comfortable with dealing like say next year if you just decide it's time to go for it would you still be comfortable with dealing those picks yeah, in probably. that type of league okay. because yeah. okay. you can in that league because next year uh, your division is wide open
0: yeah but my so team is just... still bad so.
1: <laughs> but it's not <laughs> the worst or second worst in that division after the, the other teams blow it up you're at least the second best I mean we'll see we'll see
0: so what is your opinion on imposing trade deadlines for playoffs because I've seen a lot of and I've been in a lot of leagues where you cannot make trades in the playoffs but I noticed our Dynasty and Oz League does not have that same restriction so how what is your opinion on like trade deadlines and stuff like that
1: I guess it's it depends on how you played. Like, for example, my first Dynasty League was Dynasty Noz. And that league never had a, a deadline. We can trade all year, as you mentioned. So i sort of been acc- accustomed to that. And I, I w- understand why people don't like the like trade all year. Because you make the playoffs and teams who didn't make it can just sell off their assets for sheep. And just make a super team. And like I've done that. I've traded my assets after losing around. round. Uh, not for cheap. But cheaper than I usually would. Because I knew that. After the season was done. It would decline in value. But it's like. If one, thing, if one team can make that trade. So can the other. So it, it still evens the, the playing field. And I don't really see an issue with it. As long as you have responsive and mostly actively but i I am I'm, I like both formats to be honest one of them makes it so you have more urgency in your trades and you have to to set up things way too early but the other uh, but it can be more punishing than the, 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 no deadlines because for example say you set up your team for the playoffs you made all of the trades prior to the deadline but then now you had for example you had Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert goes down. And CJ Stroud, you had CJ Stroud as well. And he goes down. So now this week you're starting pretty bad QBs. Because I'm guessing if you start both in a Superflex league, for example, Dynasty Superflex, the wire is probably way too bad. And you won't have any sort of replacement options that are any good. So now you made the playoffs. You, You might even be a first seed. But now because of luck of the draw... You just end up losing round one because you don't have any QBs and you can't make any trades. Seems really punishing, and I would like I, I would push more for no no deadline uh, leagues, just trade all season. And I think some people who criticize it haven't really been playing a whole lot in that in those types of leagues. I I guess when money gets involved. Uh, because most of my leagues are free leagues not money leagues when money yes. gets involved then i guess you sort of have to set out those boundaries because some people might I don't, i'm not sure i'm not trying to accuse anyone or anything but like shady thing uh, shady things happen sometimes and there's like maybe maybe trades get made that aren't giving the full value to the person but someone is getting something aside Those things happen. I've heard plenty of reports on it. So, but in free leagues, at least, I would push for no deadline. What about you? You play in both as well. Who do you like? What do you prefer?
0: It doesn't really matter to me. I guess at the end of the day, um, I think I would rather have it all year round because I am very good at. Like finagling when now, pieces in the future first. So, I guess I think I would prefer the,
1: the just ha- just
0: have trades all year round, yeah.
1: regardless of being a paid or free league. Yeah, right.
0: I don't know. I'm more. Even if there's money on the line, I'm more of it should be a wild, wild west. And if there's really something that's really egregious, you should make a rule for it. But unless it's something that's like completely like egregious and unethical, like just let them do what they want to do.
1: Like, but in that case, like, say for example, I make the playoffs, and other yep. teams don't. And it's mm-hmm. year-round training, and it's a money league. I don't know, fifteen hundred bucks pay uh, buy-in, and some team who missed the playoffs has like a Derrick Henry, for example. Uh, yep. The two like best teams in the league both offer a second-round pick, and uh, some shady things happen, and one of them gets gets it uh, without paying any sort of extra. Because some promise was made that he gets some piece of the pie if said team wins. How do you even prove that? It's like both teams offered the second, and he took one of the, the offers. So it's not really going to be super impactful.
0: I was reading on Reddit, someone had a stipulation that um, if they did a deal, that the person benefiting in the deal would let the person not benefiting bang his wife. Like, I mean, I mean, Hey, like I'm going to get, you're going to give the Alex response. You know, I can't prove this. I can't like if if you, if he renegs on this deal or if he, uh, goes back on this deal, I, I can't, I can't enforce it in any way, but if, Hey, if you, if you guys can come to it, that's kind of the thing. Like. Okay, it's, so, it's the, it's the so, wild west so just put
1: stipulations <laughs> on it that might or might not be feasible <laughs> I don't care
0: there if you go. get if you are dealing with someone and you are putting stipulations in that you know the other person will not abide by and he doesn't abide by it that's on you That's you gotta know who you can trust that that's kind of the thing. Sometimes you gotta get screwed. You gotta get screwed to know, okay, I can't I can't do anything special or crazy with this dude. Cause this dude is just thinking about it to his own benefit. He's not like he's not in it for like earning respect. And and not only that, like if you do shady things, eventually enough league mates will like pick on on it and it'll affect you during trades, as you know, firsthand. Yeah. <laughs> there's not... a reason that there's a reason when we had Luke on, I specifically asked him what it's like trading with both of us. And did you did you pay attention to his response?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exa- I did. I,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> well, to be frank, we do like to trade with each other, you and me. So Yeah. Those trades happen quite a bit. And I usually tend to be the guy who makes the most trades. Out of any league yeah. that I'm in, so... Yeah, you do. Just, people people might not like it. The ways that I deal, and the ways that, yeah. I, that I talk about some of the players but that that's they reflected, have.
0: that's reflected in the price.
1: Yeah, in the price. Yeah. yeah. Although I'm not sure if it's how I come across sometimes, or if it's just that I usually tend to have good teams in the leagues that I care about, that increases the price. So I'm still not sure bad. which one of the two is it. Because there's players, there's, like, guys who, who trade with me. And, like, uh, plenty of leagues, like, across plenty of leagues. For example, Alex Miller, who I'm facing this week. He, tra- he trades with me in both the NAS and the 32-team league. And he always asks for the Alex tax in the 32-team league. <laughs> he doesn't ask for it in the NAS league. So that he
0: doesn't ask for the Alex tack in the why not?
1: Yeah, my guess it's that, or at least to the same extent as yes for the uh, or- as he asks for in the thirty-two team league. So, like for example, in the thirty-two team league, he might ask for more extra to make the deal happen. While in the NAS league, it's usually just first offer, or whatever, or sometimes I need to add. a extra. So it's a very minor Alex tax when it happens. So it just leads me to believe that sometimes it's just the ways that teams are set up. And when the teams, for example, if it's one good team trading with one bad team, it's sort of like trying to mitigate how good the team is. So asking for more, trying to bring the competition level down somewhat, what is feasible, and when like it's two good teams, you just don't really care about that as much. It's like you just try to make your team better, and that's that yeah so... Yeah, no
0: it's it's art it's uh, first hand knowledge it's hard to be a rebuilding team. it is really hard,
1: yeah, <laughs> you know about that quite a bit I do <laughs> i i built i built
0: this this. This team in our one league from the ground up and you saw it.
1: Yeah, and it's looking pretty good right now. Yeah. Maybe I'm just gonna need you to move away. Just go to a new division. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now um. what'll
0: be what'll be crazy is if I and I'm not sure if I'm gonna let's talk about what your plans are for the offseason. I'm guessing that depends on what happens in the playoffs, but <laughs> But like one thing I've been wondering or de- or debating on is if I would m- move my late first if I don't plan on using them and then try to get even more f- first in the future, just try to
1: keep the train moving. I don't know. In the in the not, Do you even have your first in the not, late?
0: not that I have no first this year, but I have five or six firsts in the next two years. So I, I mean, like starting twenty twenty five. If um, I don't like the players move the first, try to get more picks, go to 2027, 20, 2028, 20, 2029,
1: 20, you know, just hey. Yeah, there is definitely a way to do it, but at some point you need to address some glaring holes on your team and for that you might yeah, especially <laughs> especially running back. And at some point I think you have to deal those first in order to to fix the issue, unless That's you're just putting problem. pouring just patches on that, because you can trade like the seconds and the thirds for lesser guys, but it's just going to be like that maybe don't even hold up for long.
0: No.
1: So it's just, I, I guess you can do it a few a few times, just flip those picks, get the extra. Maybe you can even trade the extra for the, for some potential solution to the, to the issue at end. But eventually you need to to address it straight on, so at some, I'm not sure if it's not even better to do it straight away.
0: Interesting, maybe. Uh. <laughs> oh, sorry. There? Oh, yeah, okay. sorry. Just some cough. no you get. I'm sick too. Sicko, sicko, sicko. Mm.
1: So, are you are you excited for the Christmas special? Oh, I am, I am. Is okay. there been a discussion on, uh, a decision on the date? I don't think so. Because I, I gave my my thoughts earlier oh, today.
0: Oh, you did? I didn't even see him.
1: Yeah. It's just that I usually don't get the notifications unless you tag me. Okay. So that's why I answered right away yesterday. But yeah. Did you see anything regardless... Oh, you probably didn't watch the game, but did you see anything regardless Will Levis on Monday Night Football?
0: No, I didn't see any Will Levis, but from the looks of it, he balled out.
1: Yeah, that is probably his... I gotta say second best because his debut was pretty good. That is probably his second best game, although the touchdowns were there, and he did throw a big six.
0: Call me crazy i think I think they're gonna give him a full season next year and see uh, where they're at. I think it's gonna happen.
1: I'm still not sure about that.
0: I think it's gonna happen, dude. They're gonna give him a full season, dude. I'm telling you, I'm not I'm saying s- like he's the answer, but a, he's currently the best quarterback in Tennessee. And B, I think if you give him a full off season, obviously this year he was drafted, brought in. He's learning things. If next year he comes in and he has more of the games that we saw, like his debut game in last night, he's got it. I, I think I think they'll give him another shot. I think they're gonna give him another shot next year. That's my thought. Hmm.
1: Because if you think that, and I'm not sure which way I lean, I've leaned towards he's just a one-year patch. But last night's game was pretty impressive. I got to give him that. I mean, he did I pull the comeback. I
0: think it'll be dependent on how he finishes the year, more or less. But I do yeah. think that they're going to give him the reins next year and then
1: see what they got.
0: And then if they need to address it, address it.
1: But Okay, so let's do this or that. On Will Levis. Okay.
0: Hit In me Super with it. Superflex.
1: Hit me with it. Because I think that even though I'm not his biggest fan, looking at this, it might be a buy. Because this is Superflex rankings. And these are some of the guys that are near him. Like inside of the same tier. Will Levis or David Njoku? Will Levis. Will Levis. Or a 2026... Mid second. Oh, Will Levis. Will Levis or a 2025 late second. Will Levis. Will Levis or Tyler Lockett. I'll go spicy. Will Levis. Okay. Will Levis or the guy who catches balls for him, DeAndre Hopkins. (laughs) Will Levis. Okay, Will Levis or the Mario Douglas? Will Levis. So it seems like he might be a buy. Let me give you a few more names. Will Levis or let me jump a tier actually. Because this tier seems pretty iffy. But let me jump a tier and say Will Levis Or Jared Goff? Mm. Jared Goff. Okay. Will Levis or Kendra Miller? Oh, Will Levis. Okay. Will Levis or Bryce Young? Oh, that's painful.
0: Oh. I'm, we're gonna go Bryce Young for now, but I I, I don't feel good about saying that.
1: <laughs> okay, Will Levis or Jordan Love? Jordan Love. Guy. Jordan okay. Love, dude. And finally, Will Levis or Quentin Johnston? <laughs>
0: Give me QJ.
1: Okay, so. <clears throat> it seems like keep trade cut uh, all of the QBs that I mentioned are ahead of him, and all of the most of the players that I mentioned are even yeah all of the players that I mentioned are ahead of him on keep trade cut all of them. So it seems like he should be higher, but he, it's probably just a tier or so, probably nothing more than that. But yeah, maybe he's he is a buy because. He is below some of those guys that, yeah, like, the guys that I mentioned, I think I would take him over all of them as well in the same tier, not the, the QBs and all of that. But uh, the Mario Douglases, the Hopkins, the Lockets, Tianjoku's, the, the Shuba Hubbard, for example, he's also in here. The Pigs, I think I would take him all. all, all. <laughs> Oh, my God, English is hard today. I would take him over all of them. At this point. So, yeah, uh, he might be undervalued. If you think he, he gets another start next year, he's currently QB19 in Superflex on Keep 3 Cut. So, he has been rising. Yeah, like October 25, he was QB30. So, pretty solid rise.
0: Oh, sorry. No, I agree with that. I think that's a pretty good re- buy.
1: Okay. You have them I in mean, one league, if I'm not mistaken. That would both play in.
0: Yeah. Fortunately. Okay. I might send some offers out for
1: him. Just to see. Alright. Yeah. He had a pretty solid game this past, this past Monday. I mean, I took some notes out of that game and you didn't see any of it did you
0: i did not see any of it man I okay was, i was knocked out
1: okay so just a, a brief review the game was 13-10 entering the fourth tennessee led with 5 minutes left tennessee is up by t- uh is up by 7 oh no my bad miami led with 5 minutes left miami is up by 7 after a botched end off by tennessee With 4 minutes and 30 seconds left, Miami goes up 27-13. So, 4 minutes left, there's a 2-score lead over Tennessee. Tennessee scores a touchdown with 2 minutes and 40 seconds left. They go for 2, so now they're down 21-27. And Miami goes 3 and out. So, Tennessee goes back, scores a touchdown. And it's, there's roughly, like, two minutes left. There's one minute and 49, so past the, the two-minute warning. Um, Miami goes three and not out, but it's, like, it's third and short, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, third and three at Miami, f- 44. And they threw a swing pass to a chain. Like, so a pass that it's it's almost like a handoff because it's just so behind the line of scrimmage. Line of scrimmage was yeah. 44. They throw past 38. So now instead of three yards, he needs to get like seven or eight. Just mind boggling play calling there from a team that I expected a bit more from. So, yeah, effectively, Will Levis won a game in which he was down 27 13 with four minutes and change left. Pretty cool. Pretty impressive. Yeah, pretty impressive. And the touchdown was
0: pretty nice are you sure you're confident in this Miami defense as the one seed
1: oh uh, I am not confident <laughs> okay that much but that's that's why they are not the first seed the first team in my power rankings they're the uh, third okay.
0: okay
1: like I'm getting to a point in which my odd take right now is that Buffalo also wins the division so Buffalo wins the division and the Super Bowl
0: Buffalo wins the division and the Super Bowl.
1: Yes. Lock it in, fellas.
0: Wow. That that would be a cursed season. Just...
1: It would be a season of breaking curses for Buffalo. And the bills are currently plus 2,000 to win the Super Bowl.
0: You're saying put it in?
1: Put it in. Okay. Send in the bet. I don't know, man. So, any of the leagues that you're currently in the playoffs in, do you think you have a chance of winning out of those leagues? Yeah. Like, which one of them?
0: Would you like me to name off this roster going into the playoffs? Sure, go ahead. Okay. Okay, Big Money Fantasy League. This is this is what it's called. Not. Come on. Get into the, load into the league. Oh, that's the chats. This guy. <laughs> okay. Quarterback, Jake Browning.
1: <laughs>
0: the GOAT. It gets better after this. Running back, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker wide receivers Jamar chase CD lamb and Devontae Smith okay tight end TJ Hawkinson and Jacksonville special teams and kicker okay great solid team I have the number one tight end I have if I'm not mistaken if cd's not the number one wide receiver in points this year he's close okay. i I have I have Three, well, at least two wide receivers that could drop 30 in any given day. And Devontae is usually solid.
1: Yeah. Uh, City is so. second because Tyreek Hill exists.
0: Oh yeah, Tyreek Hill. I forgot about that. And yeah, I have two running backs who could go off at any given day. Yeah, I'm, I feel good about it. Hmm. All right, just as good of a chance as anyone else.
1: What about the league that we're both in? Do you like your chances in that one?
0: Oh, the one where I stacked Miami and uh
1: and Green Bay, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I got the wide receiver one.
1: You had the and wide I, receiver one.
0: I, I've got just as good of a chance as any.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's that's true. I'm also in the playoffs in that league.
0: And I, Kelsey,
1: I managed to get in in that league somehow, some way. I started one and six. And I'm in.
0: (laughs) What are the matchups?
1: In that league, I face your arch rival. And you face Cameron. And I'm projected to lose against Cameron. Friend of the show, Cameron. Yeah. Previous (laughs) guest. Yeah. Yeah, I'm projected to win in that one. After a one and six start I went six and one. So just getting in at five hundred is my it's my jam this year.
0: It's your jam. Yep.
1: I can only wait for next week when I come in here and I'm just crying. Because I lost every single playoff game that I care about. <laughs> just know that it's coming.
0: <laughs> there you are. so yes How do you think these playoffs are going to shape up?
1: Uh, outside of me losing all of them.
0: You think you're going to lose all of them?
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly worried about three. I want to win the Nas, of course. That's the big one. I want to win the 32-team league. And then I want to win the 101 in Manning phase. With a QB. A single QB. It's all I have right now. And if Rogers comes back, then I have no QB. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, outside of that, like the money leaks, I've been eliminated from both. I just have one, but it's very small. Buy in, and I lost my QB. I had Mac Jones, and I had Daniel Denny Dimes. Both are done, I guess. Now, Mac isn't really done, done, but he's pretty much done. So, but that's a pretty deep league. Some teams don't even have a QB because that's a, another thirty-two team league. But it's just normal rosters. I have a pretty solid record there, but it's it's gonna go downhill. I just lost to a team who, oh, if I don't, yeah, I I am twenty four and four because that's a median league, so you play two matchups every single week, and I lost to an eight and twenty an eight and twenty team, so it's going downhill fast. Ah. <sighs> Gotta love it. Yeah. Playoffs, baby. Those are back. And like
0: football's almost over, man. Yeah,
1: it always flies by. It's it's just so so weird, isn't it? Oh, they always fly by.
0: Yeah.
1: Should we finish? Because it feels like we have on our bit, yeah. yeah. Should we finish so, with yeah. another movie review?
0: <laughs> oh, this guy. What what, what do you want?
1: Now, have you seen any movies res- recently?
0: No, because no? I've been sick. Okay. We usually do, like, me and my girlfriend usually do, like, a date night where we usually go see a movie, but we haven't done that in a while. The last one I remember we saw was A Haunting in Venice, which was really good. By okay. the way,
1: I saw that as well. Go-
0: Okay. What yeah. did you think about A Hound in Venice?
1: It's uh I should preface this by saying that I go to the movies roughly once a week. So, it's just Saturdays, it's usually what I do with the girlfriend. We just go catch dinner, go catch a movie. That's that. And I saw that a, f- a few weeks ago or like month. I I guess it came out last month or something or even the the other one prior. Okay. Um, I liked it, but hauntings are generally not the type of movies that I go for, even though that one has all of the, like, the mystery, the, the crime, all of that. So I like the first and the, I like the first one the best, but then between the second and the third, I gotta think I also prefer the second one. Over so the that one was like the worst to me. It's not a bad movie, but I I rather watch the first and the second one. Did you see the first and the second one?
0: I did not. No. Okay. I did not realize *A Haunting in Venice* was like
1: a. I guess like a series of movies going. So yeah, it's it's a series of movies. It's not like not all of them are in Venice. Not all of them are about hauntings. But it's always with the detective who gets called because he's a famous detective and he gets called because there's a crime or there's about to be a crime or purely because he knows someone who's doing something fun. So the first one was in Train. It had Johnny Depp. It had a few more known actors, if I'm not mistaken. It had Julian Moore, if I'm not mistaken. The second one, the lead was Gal Gadot. So first one was in a train, he gets called because there's about to be a murder or there was a murder. And it's 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 like you're playing fluetto, to be honest. So I like the first one the better Then the second one. They go to Egypt and it's an OK movie. It's not as good as the first one, but it's OK. And this one, it's the one that I like the least because of the hauntings and all of that. It's still a solid movie, but it's not really a series in terms of being like one, two, three, four. But it's like they're inspired in mo- in books, if I'm not mistaken. And there's like like one in which he goes to Venice. As we saw, there's one in which he goes to the train. There's one in which he goes to Egypt. So that, it's just like an adventure series, I guess. So, no, yeah, sure. you should you if you like that one, you should probably check the first and the second one um the first one crime and in... or yeah crime in the orient express is the first one murder on the orient express is the first one
0: oh yeah <laughs>
1: yeah so it's like why did you watch that yeah it's not Sorry. really any sort of connection in terms of like the name of the movie but it's it's basically the same thing and then the other one is death on the nile So the Death in the Nile. It had Gal Gadot, as I said. It had one of the guys that has since been sort of like cancelled. the The Emmer guy. The their brothers. They're the brothers who did the um, the network movie. the The movie about Facebook. Uh, what's yeah. the name? Army Emmer. Yeah. So yeah. that's the guy who has been cancelled since. So oh, yeah, those are pretty much on on track. If you like those movies, you should probably check those two. And I, I would think that you like the first one the best. But what did you like in the movie?
0: I liked as he broke down like what he believed everyone was doing. Like he just had a very astute eye for everything, and it was. Mm-hmm. It's honestly very entertaining.
1: Okay, so yeah,
0: like I never, I actually never thought there was an actual haunting. I thought it was just going to be like a person at the end, and it was pretty, pretty much a person at the end. But
1: hmm. yeah, then I, I think you will like the first one the best then, because that one has a whole lot of mystery, a whole lot of figuring things out, and then it has a pretty solid plot twist in the end. So, definitely give that one a look,
0: which is murder on the oriental express
1: yes, that's the the first one that came out uh yeah, I would definitely recommend that one okay I watched uh on the in the cinema. I tried to catch the um, uh holiday something the one. No, it's Thanksgiving Murder. That's it. Thanksgiving Murder. Who's a... Or just Thanksgiving, I guess. Which is a horror movie. It's a slasher with Patrick Dempsey. I think that's going to be a pretty good movie. I'm going to try and watch it on Saturday. I'm not sure if I will be able to. But that's a pretty solid movie. But what I did watch this past weekend was on Netflix. Was the movie with Kevin Bacon... And what else? There's like the other guy who's always like Kevin Bacon. I think they're pretty much alike. Ethan Wood, isn't it?
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: think so, yeah. No, Ethan Ock, my bad. Ethan Ock. So the movie was Leave the World Behind.
0: Okay, I've never seen it. Have you heard about it? Okay, no. No.
1: no. It's on Netflix, should be in America as well. And it's a train wreck, man. It's just... Like, the movie has some nice details and it's shot somewhat nicely. I like some of the angles that the the director took and the producer took. But the movie really just falls, falls, falls flat on its face in the end, to me. It's just like, I would like a more... more satisfying conclusion. And it seems like you're just walking around and just doing spins, walking in circles, and you just end up knowing basically nothing. So it's about a family that goes on a getaway trip to a lux- luxurious rental home. Then it's like the the actual owner of the house comes back. So it's an Airbnb and the owner comes back and the owner, I believe, works in cybersecurity and then while they are there, there's like a massive attack to the to the country, so to America. A massive cybersecurity attack. But it really doesn't develop anything further. It just shows you uh, what the dynamics are between the characters. But other than other than that, it's it's really like lusting to be honest. Hmm. So Really, really disappointed by two and a half hours of my life being wasted in that movie. Because it had a pretty solid ca- cast. I mean, it had Julia Roberts, Marshall Ali. It had Ethan Ock, for example, as well. So, pre- Kevin Bacon as well. Pretty solid cast. And it just sort of fell flat on his face. I remember seeing this movie like... um.
0: Like it must have been the last day it was in theaters because I swear it was in, it was on DVD the, the like the very next week after we saw it in theaters, and it was Bullet Train.
1: Oh, that movie was great.
0: It was crazy, but it was fun.
1: Yeah, I liked it.
0: My girlfriend really liked it. I was
1: like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really good. Um. Who
0: was your
1: favorite characters? Oh, it's definitely the. Um, I never know their names. Let me let me catch the movie here, so Bulletin. I can tell yeah, you the I proper didn't... name. Yeah. Yep. Um. So my favorite character <laughs> was between Tangerine and Lemon.
0: Yeah, Tangerine like, yes! the brother. Yes. I yes. Those
1: are just yes. priceless, man. Like the... probably Lemon more than Tangerine, but I liked both of them.
0: They were both so funny, dude.
1: Yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson is a really great actor, man. It's the guy who did Tangerine. Uh-huh. So, and he's going to do Craven the hunter, from from Marvel. Hmm. Yeah. And he is the guy who played Kickass. ass I mean, you, I got to believe you have watched Kickass. No, no? No, actually, I haven't. You have not watched Kickass. ass
0: I have not watched Kick-Ass.
1: Okay, you have, You need to watch Kickass. ass It's great. The first one. Second one is whatever. The, sec- so the first one is great. Yeah, first one is great. It's basically a superhero movie that makes fun of superhero movies, and it's pretty brutal sometimes. So it's just like a random guy who decides to be a superhero. And uh, like he doesn't get a, at the every single break that you usually watch in superhero movies and where he just gets like I don't know lucky or gets like a sick teacher or gets powers no it's just a random dude who puts on a mask and gets beat up because he's a random kid who's graduating from high school so it just takes beating after beating but it's a fun movie yeah, he, he's played, uh, the main character is the guy who played Tangerine. Of course, now that was roughly 13 years ago. Yeah. So, quite a while. But yeah, uh, I really liked of Train as well. It was so good. One movie that I really didn't like, that I watched, and I guess we'll finish on this, that I watched... Um, few weeks ago I believe like start of the of the month or end of November whatever but it was Napoleon
0: I wanted probably... to see that yeah man
1: um, is it crazy it no
0: it's not good not like
1: it. no I did not like it whatsoever really yeah the trailer makes it seem really great right it makes
0: it seem epic dude like yeah. Like, you get to see the wars, and you get to see, like, all the, all the effed-up stuff he does? Like, ah! Oh.
1: Yeah, no, man. No? The trailer is, like, ten times better than the movie.
0: Are you serious?
1: Yeah, because, like, I am not a major history buff. But I do appreciate the time and the era that Napoleon was around.
0: Yeah.
1: So, I like that era of history. So, I'm a bit into it, I guess. So I went into that movie with some expectations. And that movie is terrible because it really doesn't portray how Napoleon was. I think my take on the movie is that it's way too biased due to the to the producer's nationality. So Ridley Scott. Now, I, I said that it's... I think the movie is way too biased towards uh now against the french due to ridley scott's nationality so ridley scott he wa- uh he is uh from the united kingdom if i'm not mistaken so it's is british and it really shows in the movie uh, i mean just everything that he that he did in real life it's really like it's turned into nothing basically it's like they just minimize everything Uh, like his accomplishments are thrown aside he's portrayed as someone who like isn't a tactical genius who is like really awkward which he sort of was but it turns it up to like a hundred it's not like it's not an accurate portrait of the dude it's my like my take on it. It's just like they are undermining everything that he did, and they are undermining his inovit- in 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 <laughs> his innovations in when it comes to war and when it comes to to the reforms that he did while he while he led friends friends mm-hmm. so plus it doesn't really show that many of the the battles, especially the big one uh that's sort of led to his downfall there in the end yeah Waterloo really doesn't show you a whole lot of Waterloo and shows you even less of the one of I never remember the names of the battles the one versus the Russians uh, in which he just tries to invade Russia he just goes through Moscow and then they have that battle yeah I never know the names but it's the one in the winter, and then when he's retreating, uh, he just gets attacked from all flanks by the Russians. It shows you barely nothing from that battle. Waterloo, it still shows you something. That one, it's like, it's absolutely nothing. It did, doesn't show you anything from Spain as well. So, like, those okay. are the two big moments from, like, his empire say, did falling. Did it
0: show the battle where... Mm-hmm. He was retreating. I, I believe this is what he did. He was retreating, and he did something along the lines of, um, retreat through a lake, and then he had catapults positioned, and then he catapulted the lake as the army was trying to engage him, and it like broke half of the opponent They didn't show anything like that.
1: Yeah, that that showed some like show parts of it. It showed. Uh, it didn't show. Uh, how do I say it? It didn't really show the lead up to it, but it showed that part and that part was pretty good. But it's yeah. like, it's such a smaller, like they showed less of that battle than they showed of Waterloo, for example. So it's sort of like the battles that he was pretty smart on and that he won are sort of shorter than the ones in which he was embarrassed in and they lost. So, you can, you can see there's, like, two weights and two measures, basically. Plus, like, it's focused way, way too much on Josephine, in my opinion. It's like, if, that, if I didn't know the name of the movie, I would say it's Josephine. Because it really <laughs> circles around that and, like, their love relationship. And it really focuses on, like, her, how do I say it? Or extracurricular activities, I would say. So, yeah, really focuses on that, really puts emphasis on him being cheated, uh, especially when he was away to to Egypt. It It really minimizes Egypt as well. Like, you barely see anything from Egypt. And the one major scene that you get from Egypt is just him acting awkward. So yeah, I really didn't like the movie. Felt like he was being minimized and his accomplishments were being diminished. So yeah, really didn't give him any sort of like flowers. Like, think what you will of him. But apart from the, the tactics from war, his reforms and uh, when it comes to the economy, when it comes to to laws, when it comes to the, the like the educational system, some of those still last today. So you really had a pretty big impact in those, and it really tosses those aside. The movie, like they they don't even get mentioned. But yeah, I didn't like it because of that. Felt like he was being undermined. that's
0: unfortunate.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You are now the second person or third person who I have explained this to and pretty much gave me that answer. So I might have taken three persons out of a cinema. (laughs) Yeah, you might have. And yeah. Movie reviews to end fantasy football. Yep.
0: (laughs) That's how we got to do it. All right. You do and the I, outro,
1: buddy. And I guess it makes sense as well because as the season draws along and it's getting like shorter and shorter, like people who played fantasy football, like I would say roughly half of them or almost that, have been eliminated. People that listen to us and who play fantasy football, so sure. you sort of need an incentive, an incentive to to walk in the <laughs> this show. So. Give it, a, give us a listen for the the movie reviews.
0: So, there you go, so yeah. yeah. Apparently, those do really well with us. Apparently, uh, so I totally like, um, like, confiscated the last basketball episode with Ren, and it, we just talked about like movies in general. And apparently, it it might be a spinoff. So,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm down for that. I like, I love movies. I'll probably watch one today because no football, so I need to go look up what to watch today. <laughs> I have something spending. The Five Nights at Freddy's is one of them, but I really think that's like okay-ish. So I was hoping for something a bit better. But yeah, that might be it this, today. it's It's between that or Barbie at this point because I haven't watched Barbie. I haven't watched Barbie either. So, All right. Well, as Angelo usually says, there's a fancy donate button right there that you can click to help us out. If you're listening on the podcast app, if you're listening on Spotify, just leave us a five-star review, of course. Nothing less than that. And turn on the auto-downloads as well. That really helps us. If you're listening on YouTube... Just leave us a comment, a like, turn on notifications, and subscribe to the channel, of course. And I just hope you get very lucky this playoff season. I know I won't, so (laughs) have a nice round of playoffs, guys. See you next week.
0: Peace, guys. Maybe I'll be back. Maybe I'll be healthy sometime before
1: 2024,
0: but I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen.
1: Let's hope Angelo gets back healthy. Yep.